This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 39 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I am here every week discussing with you the mental side of sports. And we delve into all kinds of issues like concentration, motivation, focusing, mental preparation, team building, sportsmanship, getting along with your coach, getting along with your teammates, how to deal with pressure and stress, how to deal with fear, how to deal with anxiety. What happens when the game's on the line and you've got to perform? I've been a sports psychologist for almost 40 years. Day after Labor Day, the beginning of my 40th year of work. And I've been very fortunate to have worked with so many great people throughout my career, from the professional Olympic level all the way down to youth sports. And I've been here at Sports Radio 810 for 19 years, been on the radio in Kansas City for 29 years, and our show is now broadcast around the country in a number of cities. And of course, we're podcasted on my site here at Sports Radio 810 WHB and on SoundCloud. I love doing this show every week because we get into things about your mind and about relationships, about life. You know, with society as it is right now, with all the issues and problems we're dealing with, this show has taken on a bit of a different perspective, a different twist the last couple of months because we're not just talking about how you concentrate under pressure or about you know, getting mentally prepared, but dealing with life as much today. With sports being an integral part of hopefully coming out of this pandemic in a successful way. We try to use sports as a as a motivator, as a guideline for all of us. I love sports and I know most of you do too. If you listen to this show, you obviously do. And We've had a number of interesting comments from the last few weeks from several people who've played sports about their their views on is it safe to come back? And we're seeing now professional sports is starting to come back. We're seeing that a lot of teams are making an effort. The leagues are making an effort to try to get going again. But a number of athletes are testing positive for coronavirus across the board. Everybody wants to go out and play again. Everyone wants to get out again. Is it safe? Well, you know, we really don't know until we go out and try and see what happens. Today I want to get into something, though, that relates to this in a sense. In the Kansas City area this past week, there's been a baseball tournament going on. And there are rules in these baseball tournaments. Youth baseball. You have to follow these rules. There are rules where this is happening a lot in a lot of places that 
teams from other areas of the country have to go into quarantine when they come into that part of the country to play. The Johnson County 3-2 and baseball organization here in Kansas City sponsors the tournament. And this past week, a team in the tournament was asked to leave because they had played recently within 14 days in a tournament in Alabama. Anyway, this team was asked to leave because they had played in a tournament in Alabama and didn't take the 14-day quarantine. They refused to leave the facility and the police had to be called to escort them out. So here's the issue. Do we play sports? Do we play sports to play? Or are we playing because we have to win? How important today in our life, in the scenario we're in right now, is this issue? Do we play because we have to go out and win? Or do we play to play? Why would this team refuse to do the quarantine? Why would they not obey the rules? Because winning was more important? Because it was so much more important to win? Or was it more important to just go out and play? And that's what I want to get into today. Because here's the issue. Safety right now has to be the priority, right? It needs to be the priority for all of us. And if we're not following the rules, the guidelines in these tournaments, in your competitions, why are you out there? We've gotten to the point now where we're seeing all kinds of professional athletes opting out from playing this year. A number of Major League Baseball players, as the practices are getting going, are not practicing. They're refusing to play. They're citing safety reasons. In the MLS, Major League Soccer, a couple of teams, Nashville and Dallas, have left the tournament because of a number of players being positive with coronavirus. So you're seeing a lot of athletes at the professional level, who of course, are making money to play, saying they're not going to play. A number of Major League Baseball players, most prominently David Price, Ian Desmond, Ryan Zimmerman, have all opted out to play this year. Of course, they're making a lot of money. They're not going to make it because they're looking at their own personal safety, more importantly than playing. Youth sports is trying to get going again, and I get it. But where do you put safety ahead of winning and competing? That's the topic I want to get into today. And I want to delve into that with you as we discuss this. Because where I'm coming from as a sports psychologist, number one, it should be safety. Number one, should be having the environment be safe to play in. Then, after that, the goal should be having fun. And playing these tournaments and these games now during the summer... Does it really matter if you win or lose right now? Or shouldn't it be more important just to get out there and play? Because to me, that's the most important issue right now. Just getting out there to play and have fun and go out there and compete again. The winning and losing should be way down the, way down the list in terms of importance. Way down the list in terms of importance. And I'd like to hear from you 
and get your thoughts on this. Because here's the issue. If you're going out and playing and it's not safe, you probably shouldn't be doing it. I mean, if I'm in this tournament and I find out a team has played in a tournament or played games in another state where they've been asked to quarantine if they've played there and they don't, don't do it, what's the mindset of that coach? What's he care about? Cares about winning. Cares about competing. He doesn't care about safety and having fun and just the experience of going out and playing again. We've got to go out and win. Unless you can give me another reason, I can't think of one, why that guy wouldn't follow the rules and have his team quarantined for 14 days or just not play in the tournament. The mindset has to be right now, safety, first and foremost, doing it in a safe, controlled environment. And then number two, having fun and enjoying the experience. That's what it has to be about right now. And I'd love to hear from you and get your thoughts on this because right now we're in a situation where more and more people are testing positive with the coronavirus. And whether that's from testing or because more and more people are infected with the, the virus, whether you're asymptomatic or not, the safety has to be the main issue right now. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive, realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development, our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com radio. That's winnersunlimited.com radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com radio. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad. How do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? 
Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by End Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Olivia, from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week. So today's topic relates to what happened this past week here in Kansas City at the Johnson County 3-2 and Baseball Complex. A team was playing in the tournament they had going on there and had played recently in a tournament in Alabama. The rules for this tournament, Johnson County 3-2, and were that if you played in certain states, you had to do a 14-day quarantine before you could participate in the tournament here. And this team did not reveal they had played in a tournament in Alabama and were starting to play. It was discovered they'd played there and Jeff Chalk, who runs Johnson County 3-2, and we've had him on the show before, informed this team they had to leave. The team wouldn't leave. Coach wouldn't leave. You explain to me why this guy wouldn't leave and take his team out of the tournament. So they were forced to call the police and have them leave. Great lesson for these kids, right? Let's just don't obey the rules. Let's do what we want. The rules don't apply to us. And, oh, by the way, we could all get sick and cause other people to get sick and maybe somebody could die, but let's, let's go play anyway. So here's the topic today. And I want to hear from you on this. We're in a crisis right now in this country with this pandemic. The numbers have been going up daily with people testing positive. Now, granted, a lot of people are testing positive or asymptomatic, but nonetheless, they're testing positive. The deaths are increasing again. How important is it to go out and play sports 
if you're not following the rules. How important is winning and playing and competing versus following the rules right now? Because here's the deal. Shouldn't it be about, number one, safety? If we're going to go out back and play sports again, we're looking at the pro sports leagues starting to play. And we're listening to the colleges question whether they're going to play. The Big Ten and the Pac-10 have said only playing conference games now. The Ivy League is not playing any sports this fall. And this is all about safety. It's all about safety. It's not about winning and competing. It's about safety. So why would a coach of a youth baseball team put his team in a tournament and not follow the rules about quarantines? Explain that to me. I'll tell you why. In my opinion, it's because they've got to win. We need to win. We've got to go out and play. You know, the rules don't apply to us. We don't need to follow the rules. So what lesson is that teaching the kids? What lesson is that teaching other people? I want to commend Johnson County 3-2 and two Baseball and Jeff Chalk for having that team evicted from the tournament. It should be about safety today. It should be today more than anything else. If you're going out and playing sports, playing games, playing competitions, first, you know, it's great to get it back there and play again, isn't it? We all want to get out there and play. I'm tired of being stuck in my house, hanging with my greyhound. I love him. He probably wants me to get out of the house more. But, you know, it's about safety today. And since I'm 65, I need to be extra cautious. But if you want to go play sports, shouldn't we follow the rules? Okay, I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, I'd like to get your opinion on this. If you're an athlete, I'd like to hear you. If you're a parent, and I know there are soccer tournaments going on now, softball tournaments going on now, baseball tournaments going on now, games. I want to hear from you and find out how safe do you feel you are going out to play? Are there rules about whether a team can play or not or an individual can play or not based on if you've played in other states where the infections are bad and you have to quarantine if you've been there? And how do you feel about a coach who says, no, you know, we're not going to follow those rules. We're going to play anyway. How would you feel if you're on the other team and you find out that team played somewhere and they're now in this tur- playing in your, co- in your game, your competition, your tournament. They played somewhere where they were supposed to quarantine and they didn't do it. I think there'd be a lot of ticked off people. So I'd like to hear from you. How important is safety today? versus winning. That, that's the issue. How important is it to go out and have to, to play and compete versus be safe? We're getting all these discussions now about going back to school this fall. Is it going to be safe to go back to school? Kids, kids need to learn. They need to be in school. But not if it's not safe. So will there be online learning instead of in-person learning? This is such a fluid situation. It's changing day to day. You know, the MLS is starting their, their tournament down in Orlando. Two teams have, have left. The Dallas team and the Nashville team have pulled out of the tournament because they had too many people testing positive for the coronavirus. As I said earlier, you're seeing a lot of Major League Baseball players choosing not to play this year because they're concerned about safety. And a lot of people are criticizing them for not playing because you've got hospital workers and all kinds of people out there in the front lines who are 
putting themselves out there and, and possibly exposing themselves, but, but doing what they need to do, which is help save lives. Blake, you want to comment on this? Well, I was just about to ask you, you know, as a psychologist and as somebody who's obviously an avid sports fan, how do you feel about these teams and how they're, they are handling the protocols that they have to go through? And when we have, whenever we see these positive tests, like we've seen with Sporting Kansas City, like we've seen with the Royals, like we've seen with other teams like Nashville, what is your professional opinion about this? Well, everything should be about safety right now. I mean, the number one priority needs to be about safety. I mean, I've, I've mentioned numerous times on this show, I miss sports. I miss watching sports. You know, I'm tired of watching all the old games. I love watching some of them, but, you know, I'd like to see some, some new things. But it needs to be about safety. And I know I work with a lot of young athletes, and they're going out and starting to play again. But they've all, they've all said to me, as have their parents, if it's not safe, we're not playing. So safety has to be the number one issue right now. And of course, there's so many unknown factors going on. I mean, obviously, the whole issue of wearing masks has, has become such a... It, it's stupid that it's a political issue. It's a safety issue. People should be wearing masks. You need to have it on. And so, why not be safe? Why not be smart about it? And so to me, if you're... If you're going to play a professional, if, if the professional teams are going to go out and play, which I think is great, they're trying to do it. But if it isn't going to work, if it isn't going to be safe, they're going to have to stop. That's what I think they're going to have to do. And I've heard many physicians, team physicians, I've listened to a number of interviews nationally. A lot of team physicians say we're doing everything we can. But it, it, and I've heard several say, if I don't feel it's right, I'm going to voice my opinion and say it. And it has to be about safety now. So I think it's great that we're trying to get sports going, but if it's not a safe environment, it's okay to not play. So I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, if you're a parent, you're an athlete, and you find out a team in a tournament you're in or a competition you're in, like this team at the baseball tournament here in town, played somewhere they weren't supposed to be, but they're playing anyway and they're not following the rules, how do you feel about that? In this trying time, everyone wants to be safe. We all need to be wearing medical masks. There's a great company called United Assistance that has masks available. Their website is getgoodmasks.com. You can purchase a box of 50 masks at a discount price of $35 plus shipping. If you put in the discount code radio. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist... With 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive, realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development, our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio.
One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports. And today's topic is this, and I'd love to hear from you about this. This past week in Kansas City at the Johnson County 3-2 and Baseball Complex, there's a ter- baseball tournament going on, and there are rules about whether you've played in another state. If your team has competed in another state, you have to quarantine for 14 days. There was a team that had played a a game or a tournament in Alabama where you're supposed to quarantine if you've played down there. This team refused to quarantine or wouldn't quarantine, 
didn't quarantine. It was discovered that they'd played in Alabama. They were asked to leave the complex. They wouldn't leave. The police had to be called. The coach refused to pull the team off the field. The, the police had to be called. They had to be forced to leave. So it makes me sit here and think, how stupid is that? If, if you've got a rule about this, especially today with, with the scenario we're living in, with the pandemic and the coronavirus exploding now all over the country, when you're, you're told we have rules to follow about guide, we have guidelines, safety guidelines, safety issues, why wouldn't you follow those? Well, I don't know who this coach is or where they're from or what their rationale was, but my guess is because we want to go out and play, we want to win. It's more important to be doing that than to follow the rules. That would be the only reason I can imagine why somebody would put his team in that situation and, and jeopardize the safety of other kids. You know, we've talked, I've talked forever on this show about winning and having fun and losing. You know, I've co-authored a book called Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Sports with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone. We talk about this in the book. Shouldn't it be about the experience and having fun? Isn't that what it's supposed to be about? That's what I think. But I'd like to find out from you at 913-3810-810. I'd like to get your thoughts. If you're a coach and you're playing in a tournament, playing in a, in a competition, and there are guidelines, safety guidelines to follow, and you find out another team isn't following it, what are you, you going to do? want to commend Jeff Chalk at Johnson County 3 and 2 for telling this team they had to leave and then calling the police because they wouldn't. Why wouldn't safety today more than ever be the priority? I'd like to hear from you as a coach what your thoughts are on that. Because in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I'm just one person talking here, safety should be number one. It should be about safety more than anything else. Number two, it should be about having fun. It should be about that because that's where, that's where you know, have fun, be safe. Winning and losing, they don't matter. And any coach that puts his team in jeopardy and jeopardizes the safety of other people Shouldn't be coaching. You can explain to me why someone's going to do that. I'd like to know. Because it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, if, if my kids were, were still young and they're 30 and 29 now, but if they were out there playing, I certainly wouldn't want them in a situation where it's not healthy. Let's go to line one. Let's go to David. I have our first caller. David, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Um, well, I'm a little frustrated with this situation. I'd like to get your thoughts. I've been coaching for 20 years. Um, I've been coaching showcase baseball, tournament baseball, 
Blue Valley Gold Gloves. I've worked with Jeff Chalk out of three and two. And I've got to tell you that this it it makes me sad more than it than it than it offends me because when we're coaching young men, whether they're 10, 11, 12, but especially when they're 16, 17, 18, it's a privilege as a coach. It's a privilege to show them just a little bit about this game, but a lot of it about how to be a good man and how to do right things. And hey, it's look, 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 David, David, look, very sad. Let, let me stop you right there. I want to commend you. I want to commend you for what you're saying. And I want to thank you for calling in because you know what? People need to hear this other than from me. So go ahead. Go ahead. It's just, it's so important when, you know, especially for young men, the development, the world needs good young men. And baseball is such a gift and such a wonderful vessel for that, for that path. And as coaches, it's a privilege. I, I, I love what I do. I, I'm privileged to do it. And and I've coached guys that have played Division One, and I've coached guys that stopped at high school. But it doesn't matter. I love them all, and I hope that I've made them just a little bit better. So let me, I've been coached by guys like that, too, as well. So let me ask you this question. Okay, how, how, how do you feel about this guy? This guy has his team in this tournament. They weren't supposed to be playing in it if they, if they hadn't quarantined. But he said, screw you, I'm doing it anyway. And then he won't leave. They had to call the police to take him out. What's that telling you about this guy, and what's the lesson he's saying to these kids about that? It's, it's a very self-serving lesson. It's that we're the only ones that matter. Um, it's it's our, own, uh, our own thought process. Our selfishness is the only thing that matters rather than thinking about others. And shame on that coach. It, it really makes me sick. I'd never let any of my boys or my daughters play for somebody like that. And uh, shame on that guy. Shame on him. Shame on his program. And it, what an unfortunate situation for his players who all probably felt confused, who all probably felt like this was the wrong thing. And, and instead, of, instead of that coach teaching them the right thing, he taught them how to embrace the wrong thing based on selfish reasons. And the world doesn't need that, especially from, from the younger generation. We need unselfish people doing unselfish things so this world can push forward together. So and let that's me, the unity that we need. Let me, okay, so let me, let me throw this by you, okay? I've, I've made it very clear how I feel about this. However, this might be a tremendous teachable moment, as they say, for the kids on that team, for this guy as well. To learn about when you screw up, showing humility, being honest, and, and doing things the right way the next time. It might be a great opportunity for him to admit, hey, you know what, I screwed up. It's my fault. I shouldn't have done this. I, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know if they're from here, where they're from, why they're here, why they're in this tournament. But it's an opportunity for him to teach these kids, hey, I made a mistake, and you got to be honest. And, and, and when, you, when you make a mistake, admit it. Don't, don't try to lie or hide behind it. What do you think of that? One, I think that's exactly right, and I think that's one of the best lessons we can learn in this life, you know, is humility, and especially in the times that we're living in right now. You know, it, it's, there's such a need for unselfishness. There's such a need for people to be thinking about other people rather than themselves. Of course, people are frustrated. We're all frustrated. But people are losing their jobs. People are going to get evicted from their apartments. People can't put food 
on the table for their children, and this guy's going to be as selfish as to worry about a baseball game? I mean, it's really easy to dehumanize this thing because, you know, when you look at numbers, you see numbers, stats, graphs, all these different things, and maybe everyone just gets so numb to everything that they're getting thrown at them from news and social media and God only knows what else. It's really easy to devalue human life. But what we have to remember is that it's not a percentage of people that are, are, that are being affected by this sickness. It's all of us. All of us are being affected, and all of us can have an impact to save lives. This is America. It's the greatest country on the planet. And the reason it's the greatest country on the planet is because we care for each other. And I can't imagine this team being from Kansas City because Kansas City has the greatest people on earth. Well, I don't know where they're from. I don't know who this guy is. But there only has to be one reason why he wanted to play. And that's because he wanted to win, and that's all he cared about. He didn't care about safety. He didn't care about the safety of his kids or the other kids. It's just about we got to go out and play, and we got to win, right? I mean, that's that's the mindset I think this guy had. Well, I, and I and I would I would say that just real quick, I would think that I would I would disagree with that a little bit. There, all you need is one reason to do the right thing. You can come up with a million reasons to do the wrong thing, and I guarantee you that guy in his brain was saying thought about a thousand different things so that he could push his own selfish agenda thinking that he's fighting the system or somehow doing something noble when in actuality it would have been a very simple choice doing the right thing is an easy choice executing is what makes it difficult well i have a saying i've said for years a a great coach checks his or her ego at the door and this person did not do that listen sir thank you thank you so much for calling great comments And I want to thank you for what you've done, because obviously you've done a great job coaching, and I appreciate your comments this morning. Well, it's very kind. Thank you so much. Take care. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and I'd love to hear from you about this issue. Give me a call and let's talk. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist... With 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive, realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development, our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com radio. That's winnersunlimited.com radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com radio. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. 
Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. And today's topic and that, today's topic, I think, brought that call we just had was one of the best calls I've had in months. I want to thank Dave for calling in here. And I want to hear from you. You know, this, this is the issue. A tournament, a baseball tournament went on this past week. Johnson County 3-2 and two here in Kansas City. There are rules about if you've played in another state where the pandemic is exploding, you have to quarantine. So this team plays in this tournament. They've been in Alabama where they're supposed to quarantine 14 days. They don't do it. The coach doesn't want to do it. Puts them in the tournament. It's discovered they just played in Alabama within the 14 days. They're told they have to leave. The the coach basically says, the heck with you. We're not leaving. So the police have to be called. Why? Why would someone do that with kids? Our last car hit on the, on the head. It's about being selfish. It's all about you. We are in such an unknown time right now. And I mentioned earlier, this is a fluid situation. Things are changing day to day. Major League Baseball is trying. And God love them for trying to get going again. I hope it works. As the f- former team psychologist for the Royals two different times and work with so many baseball players. I love baseball. I mean, my younger son's name is Gregory Brett Jacobs and named it after George. That's how much I love baseball. But we don't know if it's going to work or not because the number of players are testing positive. Will they be able to make it? We'll see. Major League Soccer has had two teams withdraw from their tournament, Dallas and Nashville, because of too many players testing positive for the coronavirus. The NFL is going to have training camps opening up here in a few weeks. We're going to see a whole new situation with that. 
I know the NFL is very, very stringent on the rules they're going to follow. I work with several NFL players we've been talking about. They're, they're preparing to go to training camps. And we've talked about it. And then, in fact, one player I just t- talked to on Friday said, Doc, I'm starting, I'm doing my own personal quarantine now. I'm not leaving my house for the next two weeks till I leave. I'm leaving two weeks. We talked on Friday. He said, I'm leaving two weeks from today. I'm not leaving my house. I'm staying away from, from everybody. We're going we're gonna to isolate. Because if we do play, I want to be prepared and ready and I want to do it the right way. This man has a conscience and he cares. What should be the issue with you sports today? Should it be going out and playing? And competing? Or should it be about having fun? I want to hear from you. If you're a parent and your son or daughter's playing in a youth sports league or game or competition, how safe do you feel about going back and playing right now? I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, is it safe? Do you think it's safe to play? I think if the situation's right and the Everything's controlled. Yeah, it probably is. We're all taking chances, but I think it is. But how do you? Fe- how would you feel if you're the team across the diamond from that guy, who you find out the team was in Alabama? Now, hopefully, no one's infected and everybody's fine. But nonetheless, he broke the rules. Hey, Blake, what do you want to say about that? I was just going to say I think coaches, especially now have a bigger responsibility than ever before because they're not only worried about yes normally they are worried about the player's safety but that usually comes between the sport and the player now it becomes whether you're healthy on and off the field and then if you're healthy on the field are you healthy enough to play with the players that we have already you know what i mean look it, 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 with the situation we're in now in 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 the world not just here but in the world I mean, it's changed everything, obviously. And sports has been a major part of our lives that has not been happening. It's trying to come back. But we're seeing the difficulties that are are occurring across the board. I'm not sure how the colleges are going to be able to play this fall. I just don't see it. There are too many factors that are going to come into play whether kids are going to want to go back to school or not, is it going to be safe to go back to school? And let alone playing sports. I mean, like I said, the Ivy League canceled all sports this fall. Everything. No sports. And they're questioning whether they will be playing in the winter. The Big Ten and the Pac-10 have said just conference competitions. Well, they're still competing, We'll find out the safety issues. You're seeing a number of all over the country, colleges allowing football and basketball, some basketball players to come back to campus. But you're seeing all these schools all over the place sending their kids back home because kids are getting infected. So safety has to be the number one issue now. And so what this coach did by putting this team in the tournament, in the competition at the baseball complex here in in Kansas City, knowing that they were in Alabama where they, it's fine, they were playing there, but you've got to quarantine for 14 days. And not doing it is is, is so selfish and so egocentric. That's, it's just wrong. And so, but like I said earlier, 
if this guy can admit, you know what, I was wrong, I screwed up, we screwed up, maybe not him, but the team, the parent, maybe the, maybe the parents all agreed, I don't know. We didn't read about that. But the fact that he wouldn't leave the complex when he was asked to leave, refused to leave and the police had to be called, I mean, what's that saying? It's saying it's all about me. Just like our caller, Dave Benjamin, who's coached for years. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's not about the team. It's not about players. Not about, not about everybody else. Not about the people we're competing against. It's all about me. Great athletes have to have big egos. Great coaches have to have big egos, but they keep it in check. They understand their parameters. And I think, you know, I'm going to have some coaches on this show in the next few weeks. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this issue about egos and coaches and how far your ego goes and gets in the way and where it becomes a problem. Because in my opinion, this guy's ego, and I assume it was a man, not a woman, this individual's ego almost cost his team some big time problems and I want to commend Jeff Chalk of Johnson County 3 and 2 like I said I've had him on as a guest before for having rules and guidelines and following them and enforcing them and then hopefully this coach will take this situation and he will show some humility some honesty some remorse and sit down with the, the athletes and the parents and talk about what happened and why it was wrong and how they need to follow the rules. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I hope you enjoy this show. This is about safety today. It's about health. It, it's about taking care of yourself. We're in a, in a difficult time today, and the most important thing is that you take care of yourself. Be safe. Be smart. Hope you enjoy the show. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. They're on my website, winnersunlimited.com. They're on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes. Have some people listen to this because they need to. You can reach me via my website, drj at winnersunlimited.com. Give me a call at my office at 816-561-5556. Follow me on Twitter at drjsportspsych. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio.
Olivia, from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council.